0: We're ready Wake us up from slumber, fill our lives with wonder, breathe upon this dying flame. Let our hearts be open to what you have spoken, let us fall in love again. Wake us up from slumber, fill our lives with wonder, breathe upon this dying Let's be open to what you have spoken, let us fall in love, See sing that, wake us up. Wake us up from slumber, fill our lives with wonder, breathe upon this rising flame.
1: that together, Lord, have your way in this place today, God, whatever that looks like, sounds like, feels like, God, we just want you to come and move in power, speak your
2: truth, God, we say that we're ready for whatever that is.
1: Yeah. God, we say we're ready and we ask that you would help us where we're not. That we're open to your words, to your truth today. Would you help us where we're not? We surrender completely to you we want to be completely surrendered will you help us where we're not so god we lay down everything fire one more time.
3: So talented, and not just as, <clears throat> and not just as performers, but as people that truly lead us into worship. We we are truly blessed here. So thank you guys. Uh, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Hillside. Great to see you all here this morning. I just have a couple of really quick announcements. All this information's out on the website. It's in the weekly email. So if you don't have access to that if you're not getting the weekly email please let me know i'll get you on the list but everything's on the website as well Um, the main thing i want to bring up today is the women's tea is coming up this is an annual event here at hillside it's a great event Um, just a very cool opportunity for the ladies to gather together for a nice formal tea and potluck Um, young women are available or, or excuse me are welcome to come as well kindergarten and up and we would just love to have you come to that it's on February 25th which is a Saturday at 10 in the morning and there is a sign up genius that's available from the website and from the email about um, you can sign to RSVP and then you can also sign up to bring food for the potluck or to bring table settings for the tea so make sure you put that on your calendar again Saturday February 25th at 10 o'clock I also want to remind you that prayer is available before the service from 9:30 to 10 in the cry room Uh, behind the sanctuary here the prayer team is there and uh, would love to pray with you or pray for you so please avail yourself to that Um, so yeah that's it for this morning so let's go ahead and pray and then we will uh, dismiss kids father god we too come before you this morning just eager to hear what you have for us today Uh, we're thankful for the opportunity to worship and that we can do so freely in this country and that you are a God who welcomes our worship and leads us into our worship and that you are a God that is worthy of all worship. And so, Lord, as we talk more about worship today, as we have communion together and share that time around the table and that time of fellowship, we just ask that you would speak into um, each one of us, into our minds, into our hearts, and draw us closer to you. We just pray for your blessings on this time. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we can go ahead and uh, dismiss kids right now. So kids, if you're at Sunday school age, you can go out to the lobby. If you're new here and you want your kids to go to Sunday school, go ahead and take them out to the lobby and the rest of you can uh, spend a few minutes uh, saying hi to one another.
4: Please We are going to take uh, communion together this morning, and uh, I hope you just see it as an act of worship. I mean, we, re- we really come to this table to remind us that we worship our God and Savior Jesus, and how important that is in our lives. Just, it's not just a a time on Sunday; it really should be reflected during the week, where we're we're just thinking about who He is and the power He has in our lives, and how important that is to how we make decisions, the relationships we have. It's, just, it's significant. Uh, communion is just such a reminder to me of why I live my life. And so I hope it's that for you also. But let me ask you, let's just bow our heads and ask God's presence, and we'll come together with this. Father, we are always amazed that we have a God in heaven who cares about us. Oh, that's just so amazing that we can call you Papa Daddy and Daddy and yet you are the creator of the universe. And so as we come, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be free amongst us, that your presence would be with us, that we would hear from you, we'd be encouraged, we'd be challenged. Whatever you need to do in our lives, we pray we'd be open to that. And we do come now just with a hope, a desire that, Jesus would be honored the way you desire to honor him. The name is above all names. And so we are grateful to come to the table together with you with us. So we just ask your blessing on this time. Amen. So again, it's a commitment of our hearts really to the gospel of Jesus, the good news. And we are speaking a lot about that in Romans. That's so much of Romans is about. It's justification. Being right with God. Uh, A couple weeks ago, a few weeks back, we were at a church in Indiana and just kind of, I was just struggling through some stuff. And uh, suddenly the pastor gave this passage of scripture that, you know, I know so, I'm so familiar with, but it felt like it was new to me in some ways. And I had to really ask myself, do I believe it as I should? And it's in John chapter 14. I'm going to put that up, Jeff. It says, let not your heart be troubled. And that day my heart was very troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would not have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And I just sat and I was kind of thinking about that, dude do I live my life to really be with him forever I mean is it an eternal perspective that keeps me going I mean literally to and I thought about that a lot just to come into his presence and I mean I've said this many times but all I want to hear is well done That's all, I, I don't need anything else Just if he says that I'll be thrilled because uh, I know how many times I haven't done it very well but I just want to hear that But then he's going to have a place for me forever. But then it kind of led me to another question to ponder about, because really as we worship, we need to really think differently. Because I think we often just get caught so up in what's going on around us, we forget that the real stuff is happening because he's in our lives. And do I really believe that he has the power to have a place for me, to prepare a place for me? Not just to promise it does he have the power because i i think often when we think about jesus we don't think enough about him being god it it says in john chapter one that he literally created everything he was in creation and he was he was the word that created everything and and it's it's easy to think those ways but it's another to believe those ways and and so there's another passage of scripture that's just really been speaking to me a ton in Second Peter, if we could put that up. And let me just, just take a minute and close your eyes and listen to these words. Because I think they say a, a lot about our Savior and, and his power. Second Peter chapter 1 says, Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have received the faith of the same kind as ours. I like that the faith that Peter had, we have that same faith. By the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power, Jesus's divine power, has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his glory and excellence. For by these, Jesus has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises in order that by them you might become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Why don't you all just come up and get the elements. We'll take them together. But I want you to just be thinking about that. What do you really believe about Jesus as you come to this table? Because I I don't know where it is with you, but often I just got to come and it just feels like my soul gets a little icky or whatever it is, you know? And I just need to go and say, clean it up so I can just start living for you again because I need help. (laughs) I feel like I pray that more often than anything. God, help me because I need help. And that's what the communion table is about. It's to kind of get things right and then to kind of, Go into our weeks just knowing who he is and what he's done for us. Amen? So we have the elements in the back for those of you in the back. And the rest of you can start coming up to the front and get the elements. And then we'll take it together.
2: I will make room for you To do whatever you want to Do whatever you want to Here is where I lay it down Every burden, every crown This is my surrender This is my surrender Here is where I lay it down Every lie and every doubt This is my surrender This is my surrender Do whatever you want to Whatever you want to, I will make room for you, to do whatever you want to, whatever you want to. Here is where I lay down every burden ever. This is my surrender, this is my surrender, here is where I lay it down, every lie and every doubt, this is my surrender, I will make room. Whatever you want to, do whatever you want to, I will make room for you, do whatever you want to, whatever
4: you want. He says, When the hour had come, he reclined at the table, and the apostles were with him. And Jesus said to him, I've earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall never eat it again until it's been fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And having taken a cup when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and share it among yourselves. It was kind of a ritual they did that a bond of fellowship during Passover. For I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now until the kingdom of God comes. And having taken some bread, when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. the same way he took the cup after he saying this cup is poured out for you it is the new covenant in my blood let's take it together let's pray father thank you this feels good to be together around your table and now i just would ask a, a special blessing um just all of us who are worshiping you today together god that you would just really help us know at a deep level how much you love us at a deep level that we are forgiven for every sin past present future because of jesus we gotta just ask as uh, kevin and mike just talk about worship today god that you just reveal to us a little bit more of who you are in your heart for worship because you desire for us to worship you and uh, thank you, God, you're with us. What, what a gift that is. In Jesus' name, amen.
5: So, as you know, the first Sunday of the month is generally a Sunday that we step out of our study. We're currently in the Book of Romans right now. Sean will be concluding the first chapter next week. But we like to, we're, we're coining this as our communion God's story morning, where we have the opportunity, and if you've been here a while, you've watched these stories unfold, where we've had people come up or we've had video just sharing more of what it is that God is doing in their lives. It's inspiring for me. It's encouraging just to hear what it is that God's doing in our midst. We're going to, in 2023, continue with that. We're going to keep telling stories, but we also want to focus a little bit more on worship. Mike, as our worship pastor, has some thoughts, some ideas, some expectations that over the course of 2023, we're going to use this first Sunday to continue to talk more about what is worship, how does it pertain to our world, what does God say about it. So this morning, we're going to have a little conversation about it. We're not gonna hit all the points. And so when we get done, don't think, well, they didn't talk about this aspect. We'd love to hear from you. Like, what are some other areas that you're interested in or concerned with? We would love to be part of that with you. So we're gonna tackle a bunch, but as we go into that, I I think it's smart to continue in this um, this vein of prayer and communion, and I'm gonna lead us in some directed prayer. So I'm gonna pray, you guys are gonna bow your heads, and then I'm gonna specifically ask you where you're sitting to just be praying through what it is that I, I bring up for us, okay? So we don't do this all the time, but we're gonna do a little concert of prayer as we lead into our worship time, just to make sure that we're asking the right questions. So let's bow our heads and pray with me. Father, I pray that you would open the eyes of my heart. I pray that you would allow me to be able to see, to understand, to contemplate what worship is, why we should do it. So as we just sit here this morning with our our heads bowed, I just pray that you would right now as a congregation individually ask God to show you what prayer needs to look like in your life. How does worship fit into that? where are some areas that you're strong in worship? Lord God, where are some areas that I need to improve my heart of worship? Father, we all come today having difficulties in our week. I, for one, have just seen some really difficult things this week. Some deep struggles, some frustration, pain, and the darkness of this world has been evident. Father, I pray that you would reveal to us individually, what are the hurdles, what are the obstacles that are keeping us from a life of worship, Spirit revealed to us as our counselor? How can worship look in my life? How do I remove the things that are stopping me and start to embed things that propel me towards you? Spirit, each of us pray for your revelation in our life. Show us. Paint a picture for us this morning. Challenge us. Encourage us. So, right now, we all pray, Father, that you would show us what worship is, why we do it, how it looks, how it feels, how it smells. Give us Just that understanding that maybe we don't have or didn't have walking in here today. Take everyone one step closer to you, Lord. Pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. So 20 some years ago, Mike and I sat in Estes Park with our wives. We were on a creek, sitting by a bench, a little corny looking probably. And we were talking, it was, was the 9-11 weekend, and we had gone up to Estes Park with Mike and Katie, me and Trish, just to, to pray about whether or not we should be pastors here. And at the time, there was, I think there was maybe five people in the church, Doug and Marilyn were two of them. There was more than five, but not a lot. And we met next door, and just this conversation and started to emerge for us of what it would look like to be able to pastor together. And, and it was profound, and it was a weird weekend I mean, obviously, with the terror attacks on 9-11, we were just wrestling through, what does all this look like? And that came up to us this week as we were meeting and we were talking about what we wanted this morning to look like as well. Just that reminder of where God has led us together and corporately, and being able to bring this stuff to us as a congregation. It's It's just been sweet. And so some of this is gonna be from what we talked about over 20 years ago, of what our hopes were and what they continue to be for us as individuals, in our families, in our congregation, in all the places that God takes us. So I'm gonna be asking Mike questions this morning. Um, We front-loaded a couple, I'll surprise him probably with a few. I'm gonna ask him those deep theological questions and ask him to point out exactly where in the Bible that stuff is. (laughs) I'm like, he might run out of here, right? No, but... For us, the, the first question that I, I want to ask you, Mike, and I know that this is a, a year-long journey for us, what is, what's worship? Can you define it?
1: Yeah, so we're not doing Brooklyn accents, know. Hey, so what's,
5: we are up here testing mics earlier. No, we're not doing Brooklyn okay. accents. All right.
1: That would kind of take the edge off a little bit, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, and I'll kind of give a simple definition, probably a definition that you've heard, uh, worship you've probably heard this phrase worth-ship, like uh, really assigning worth to, to something or to someone. And uh, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that's good, but it's pretty open-ended. And, and uh, you know, we, we can have we can assign we can have self-worth, but it doesn't mean we worship ourselves. But I think there's this, this we elevate a sense of worth uh, when we worship. I just, just for fun, I did a uh, I looked it up you know and uh, I always look at like the the actually I didn't have, I never looked up the definition I just look at the thesaurus but then I look at the antonyms and I thought it was interesting um, what it's not in just a couple words here it was kind of cool uh, it, dishonor so dishonor is is the opposite of worship disregard disrespect and uh um yeah so i think that happens a lot in our lives when it comes you know we, we dishonor the lord at times that we disregard that was a huge one for me we don't account for his hand in, in things that happen um but worship worship is yeah that assigning worth worth but i think we'll go deeper into that and yeah for me it's more of a lifestyle, and, and that's what I'm hoping that you guys will grab onto today as well. Great. So we'll, we'll keep unpacking that, as I said, throughout
5: the year. This is where the Brooklyn accents came out, because I had some weird questions. Because um, there's been times where I've been in church singing, and the people in front of me moved. I was like, is it that bad? <laughs> like, I was like they, they literally moved, and I went up and asked them later, no, it wasn't your singing at all. <laughs> And so there's this, there's this uncomfortability that can come. You're a good singer, by the way. Thank you. You're good. I appreciate that. Um, the questions of what it looks like. Dan mentioned last week that it can be uncomfortable. Like if someone walked in and watched what we were doing, they'd be like, what are they doing? It's kind of weird. And so answer this for me. This is where the Brooklyn, went. like, what do I do with my hands? Like yeah. we because we see people standing up. We see people sitting down people on their knees. Sometimes you raise your hands like this, and sometimes you see people like this, and some people like this. And for me, sometimes it's tough. Like, when do I put my hands down? Because I'm, I'm singing like this, and then all of a sudden my arms start getting tired. And when's the appropriate time to put my hands down? And then do I put them, when do I put them? So all things that I want this to be the conversation as we walk through this to understand what are we doing? So. Maybe you can unpack that, but then also move us into what are the postures of worship? Yeah
1: Yeah, and you know, it's not about raising your hands. it's not about standing up, sitting down or whatever, but it, it's about what God does in you when you do that. and um, it doesn't mean everyone has to do it. it but when I, I know when I raise my hands, it's, I am there is that concern. What are people going to think? and um, as soon as I feel that. I, that's when I know I need to raise my hands because it's um, That's the enemy and, and again, it's not about it's not a victory when you raise I mean it is it could be a victory when you raise your hands, but but the victory is not raising your hands the victory is is just Overcoming that pride and saying you know what? I don't care what people think I need to give my all to the Lord and I know for me physically uh I need to do things, and I, I have the luxury of being able to strum a guitar, and, and, and I'm not in that position where I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, but that act, that posture of just doing something is, is uh, it says to worship the Lord with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and that's part of it, is just, what does it look like? And I joked a couple weeks ago, uh, I didn't joke, I think, I think it was from the Lord, but I, I mocked you, I guess. I've uh, gotten a little flack for that, but, um, yeah, just when we sing, we, we should be singing with all of our strength, soul, and mind, and, uh, um, yeah, the, the hand. Ra- Tim Hopkins does this funny bit, on, you know, he goes, it's different churches, you know, and, you know, you can hold the TV, you know, and then maybe it's a widescreen, so you kind of, <laughs> You know, and then there's the, the hold my baby type of thing, you know, and then, and then he says something about washing the windows or something, I don't know, but it's, uh, it's funny, but it's, it's really, we get so wrapped up in what people are doing around us and, and how people are doing it, and then we, we feel like, oh, am I supposed to do that or not, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm going to share a little bit later just about an experience I had with all that, but it's, uh. It, it's funny what the enemy does and, and that's that's what we're focused on we're focused on like whether or not we should raise our hands instead of worshiping the Lord at times yeah. so just summarizing that a little bit the posture is
5: um, it doesn't matter as much it's more of what's in your heart and I think there's a lot that we can find ourselves distracted with but this here is a rehearsal it's a also celebration and we're going to talk more about just when we come here on Sundays, we're here for an hour and a half to two hours. And we're celebrating what it is that God's done. So we adopt this posture when we look back at our week, but we also adopt a posture of where we want to go forward and what that looks like for us. So one of my other questions for you is, um, and sometimes I just show up here and I've had a bad week. Um, I've, I've actually drove to church before and gotten into arguments with the people that I love and then have to come into worship and be in a position where now I got to worship? Is that okay? Like, what does that look like having gone through something difficult? Maybe not even here. Maybe it's just, it's Tuesday afternoon for you and you've experienced something where you've acted in a way that you didn't feel was appropriate. Am I allowed to worship them? Like, <laughs> do I, do I have to do something to get right before I worship? Yeah.
1: You know, I, I, that's the best time to worship you know because worship our focus is the Lord and when we sing we sing to the Lord Um, but the when we worship he communicates with us and he uh, he changes our perspective when we put him in his rightful place then then we can see our lives in a way that we should so especially when we're struggling that's the best time to do it when Job lost everything the first thing he did was drop to his knees and worship and I I can't even imagine that being my first response he lost his family and the first thing he did was drop to his knees and worship um, so and we sing songs like yes I will in and, and Highlands and we worship the same God in the valley and in and, and on the mountain you know he's the same God and and that's when we really need to worship is when we're struggling and yes there's We need to confess our sin we need to uh, get right with them and I've heard a lot of people saying let's just leave our junk at the door come in and worship the Lord well he wants us to lay down our junk so don't leave it at the door come in and lay it down Um, uh, whatever that looks like and and it's not pretty a lot of times but uh, that's the best time man uh, some of my most intimate times of worship with the Lord have, have been when I just am in those places. Yeah,
5: it's hard, though. I mean, it is hard if you're like me, too. Um, this is another question for you on the how do we do this? I love coming here um, I love our worship, like what Sean was saying. I mean, it's just it's great. I wish I could like carry Malia and Mike in my back pocket and the worship team. And it's Wednesday and I have a tough meeting coming up and I put them out. And all of a sudden we get to worship together. How do we take what goes on here into our week?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Spotify, if, you, if you're not, I mean, you can get a free account for goodness sake and, do, and Apple music, uh, get with the times people. Okay. Yeah. So I remember when we used to go buy these things They're they're called CDs. And then we'd have to like play them I gave cds as gifts to a few people this christmas and and there's what what do we do with this you know, <laughs> thank you but it's you know it's more of the gesture but um and we do like it's it's been really cool over the last year or so especially after COVID hit uh just trying to stay connected um, and praise god for the internet and and just allowing us to stay connected uh spiritually and, and, and and physically as well, but, um, you know, I have the Sunday worship playlist. You can access it on our website and uh, so we usually do like five songs, but I give the worship team about 20 to 30 like every Sunday. And and then Wade always emails back and says, can you narrow this down to like (laughs) what are what are the most likely ones you're going to do so I can listen to those and practice my guitar part or whatever. But um, but, yeah, so we, we have this list, it's probably 50-ish songs on the Sunday worship and, and what we do is we do songs and then, and then instead of deleting them off the playlist, we just move them down because um, God uh, is speaking to us and, and I think there's a lot of consistency on, on what he's trying to say, especially lately. And so we, that playlist is there, you can put it on shuffle and it's really, it's really fun to just put it on shuffle and and try to figure out what the Lord is trying to tell you in in those songs and sometimes they can be very awkward moments but you know it's embrace it but music is awesome but obviously you guys know this it's not necessary to worship a guy I believe God created music for that purpose and um, it's really hard to not worship when you're singing words of worship and god i praise you i love you it's really hard to not do that so music is a gift from the lord that that we should take advantage of whenever we can and take full of full advantage of when we're here together but during the week um that that act of worship that lifestyle of worship is just choosing to put worth on the lord above yourself above everything else and to really try to see things through through his eyes and and it goes great with the pray continually verse you know not that you have to be on your knees all day but you're just conscious of the Lord you're conscious of what he's doing around you and you're constantly asking him how do you want me to be involved in this how do you want me to respond how can I worship you through this Uh, we went axe throwing last night and that was very worshipful I I don't know why but um, praising God for the for the muscles He's given us, the accuracy, the sharpness of the blade. I don't know, but the uh, I remember my dad spoke um, recently, or recently before he died, just uh, on this lifestyle of worship, and just he would be going through chemo treatments and radiation, and just committing that to the Lord as an act of worship, and at the time. I, don't, I mean, it was just hard to hear, but how? How can that be? How can that be an act of worship? But, um, but God is worthy to be praised any time of day. And when we do that chemo treatment, that, that anything we're doing, mountain biking, whatever, it, it's, it puts our hearts in perspective and sees God where he should be and, and sees ourselves where we should be.
5: Yeah, and I I love music, but music isn't always the place that I worship, and so I I oftentimes find myself, I've got to find those thin spaces in life where I'm closer to God for me, where I recognize my closeness to God, and so it's walks, it's in the wilderness, it's reading scripture. Psalm 1 for me reminds me that I want to make sure that I'm meditating on God's word both day and night, so in situations to be able to to rekindle a verse in a meditation over what I'm experiencing and this week I had to do it a few times I was in some tough places this week in some rooms in situations that I didn't necessarily want to be in but I had to, and I couldn't just start singing and I couldn't excuse me for a second we're gonna pop out Spotify because we're but I wish we could have almost but in that I had to figure out what is my what does my worship look like as I'm experiencing these moments and so Making sure that you find yourself being filled with God's stuff, that's that opportunity of worship, and that's why we do this. So we come together once a week, and if you miss these, then you miss that that filling and that direction and that opportunity to sing songs. I find myself walking through life, and just that song will pop into my head, um, reminding me to sing maybe a little louder. That's where Mike mocked us a couple weeks ago, which was helpful for me, because I think sometimes I do Go through the motions and I want to make sure that as a congregation we work hard to not go through the motions skipping ahead, ahead a little bit we're gonna be in Romans 12 here maybe in the next year sometime as we as we move through Romans um, but Romans 12 one of our one of our favorite sections in that where it really starts to talk about our expression and what it looks like and Paul challenges us, us to live a life that is offering our bodies as living sacrifices holy and pleasing to God that is our spiritual act of worship so can you unpack I mean we're talking a little bit about it already but what is that mean
1: yeah Uh, Caban's call had a song I can't remember the exact words but um, he says you say you want me to be a living sacrifice but I'm I'm a burnt offering and there's this idea of um, this life with the Lord has to be all about what we're not allowed to do or what we can't do, giving up everything, and and true we do, um, but uh, God wants to use a lot of those things and ha- have us pick, a, pick some things back up too and really live a life of worship. And that idea, that that song just really hit me, like are we kind of walking around just surviving Uh, the world and surviving our jobs and and school and wherever we are or are we taking advantage of those times to really be a living sacrifice and not a burnt offering you know like um, one of my favorite movies is wall-e and i don't know if we've talked about it here but um you know when the human race is basically escape earth and they're in these big chairs they're they're not big but the, they're they're big in their chairs the chairs aren't big but so they just you know they everyone's overweight and just haven't haven't gotten out of their chairs for years and so that's kind of how they were living you know everything was online and they could communicate with everything everybody and anyone um and then the i forgot the computer that was trying to take over the universe basically said to the captain Captain, well, if you go back to Earth, your chances of survival are slim. And he said, I don't want to survive. I want to live. And that always hits me every time I hear that. Is I feel like we're just surviving this planet and surviving this time on Earth when we could really be uh, living, uh, living worship and, and, and being examples of the Lord to those around us. And so in everything that we're doing, It's as an act of worship really doing it to the best of our ability with with everything we have with everything we are and Commit it to the Lord as an act of worship. Everything that we do is different Um, there's a song or a book called practicing the presence of the Lord brother Lawrence and he's a dishwasher in a monastery and he talks about his life as a dishwasher and how it was just a life of worship you know nothing is mundane when you're committing it to the lord and worship and so everything that we're doing it can be an act of worship and god can use that to really glorify himself and to show himself to others as well around us that's great
5: we we were having um, coffee this week talking about some of this and it, it just came to our attention that we've everything we do is creating a spiritual formation within us and we've talked about that here over the, over the last couple of weeks and Everything we do is either leading us into a deeper relationship with the Lord, more profound worship, or it's not. So everyone here today, you're actually, every moment, even right now as you're sitting here, you might be thinking, when are they gonna be done talking? Well, that's, a, that's an act of worship. You might be sitting here thinking, man, Mike's got some great thoughts. That's an act of worship. Now, what do you do with those things is an act of worship. How you interact in this world is an act of worship. So this living worship is what we wanna keep moving us towards and recognizing that yes, we come here at times and we read scripture and we we do sermons and we have times of of singing and praising and communion. Now it's up to you to figure out what does that look like in your life? How can you continue to live this life of worship in all the places that God is sovereignly placing you right now? That's our hope is to help you just ask that question. And if you've not been asking that, Recognize it. Everything you do, every decision you make is developing your spiritual formation, whether you know it or not. So our suggestion today is, let's form it in a, in a decision-making thing, like coming out of Sermon on the Mount. Let's practice what it looks like to worship our God. So next question. This kind of goes back to the raising hand thing. Um, you, We talked about the book, This Present Darkness, and. There's, it's, if you've not read it, it's, a, it's got some unique things in there where um, even in a setting like this, the demonic forces tried to persuade people away from worship by whispering in their ears and saying things like, don't do that. What are people going to think of you? Well, Mike had this experience um, a while back. Why don't you unpack that for us
1: and yeah. where that led you? Yeah, so the summer of 96, um, we were in Hawaii visiting nana and papa and uh um yeah just part of this uh the church there hope chapel hawaii kai it was a wonderful church um and, and that's where katie was in youth group and and uh so yeah lots of friends lots of community there so the youth group put on this skit and uh since then we've tried to uh, dan and i did a, a worship conference years ago i don't know if any of you were around for that but we tried to recreate the skit, and it was it was it's a it's a pretty powerful visual, but um it was you know right after this present darkness, not right after, but it, this this whole sense of let's be aware of of the spiritual warfare around us and so these two demons were basically terrorizing this youth group. This is what the skit was, and so they're going you know through ministry together and and then then they had this time of worship where uh, uh a kid was just worshiping the Lord and these two demons were sort of, kind of going back and forth saying hey you should probably stand up because if you don't you know people aren't gonna think that you really love the Lord and, and so and and then someone else stands up or something and then the other demon says oh now if you stand up people are gonna think you just stood up because they stood up so it's too late you know and and so this back and forth and um, I think we laughed because I, I don't know I laughed in my to myself because I was like that's that's what happens like in my mind and again it's not about the standing up thing but after this after this skit we had a time of worship and, and I stood up like with everyone else and then I we, we sang, he is Lord every knee shall bow every tongue confess and I really wanted to bow and then I well if I bow <laughs> people are going to think I'm bowing just because of that skit and they're just, and I don't want to like tell people that I'm just trying to prove a point. Like I'm not like those guys, but if I don't bow, then it might really be. And so I was doing it right after I saw this skit and and right after the Lord convicted me of this. And so I just hit the floor and just wept. Um, And to preface that, like, uh, I know this gets, deep and goes back a w- a ways but um when I was eight uh my and some of you heard my mom's testimony but my little brother died when he was five and since when I was eight and since ninety-six when I was twenty-five um I hadn't cried at all and I I didn't tear up or anything and it was uh it was uh yeah, a struggle for me. And I remember praying and praying, God, I want to feel, I want to cry, I want to, I want to uh, feel for people. I'm fascinated by sympathy versus empathy. Sympathy is when you, you know, um, feel sorry for someone, but empathy is when you feel that sorrow for someone. And, uh, uh, and when I hit the ground, I just wept. And the first time in, you know almost 20 years and it was it was not about kneeling at all but it was about what god did in my heart when i finally let go of the pride and just said i don't care and because a lot of that crying and the empathy thing was it was just a prideful thing in my heart and that i had to let go of and um Worshiping isn't elegant, you know, I look out there sometimes and some of you, some of you guys look a little weird But I think that's the point, you know, I think that's the point where we're It's 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 a it's a place of humility. It's a place of awkwardness. It's a place of vulnerability where um, it, We we can't think about ourselves at the time because we may feel weird and feel embarrassed So it's really hard to think about yourself when you're When you're in that place of humility but anyway that was just a powerful experience for me and and um yeah just don't let the enemy convince you that and you know probably going to be an awkward time we're going to sing some songs after and you might think well i don't want to raise my hands because of what they just talked about just do it you know if you're feeling that and you want to just just give it all and surrender carry the tv whatever then do it you know and even if you're not sure just do it you know worship the Lord with all you are and and your whole body your whole mind and strength So, thanks
5: and, and again that's that's prefacing what we learn here then gets taken into our weeks yeah, it, it is here and I, I do think you all probably feel those times where you're prompted in in the course of where God's leading you through the week pray well do you pray do you stop do you do you lay hands and pray for someone? Do you ask them specifically, Elliot, can I pray for you right now? I do that often. I actually did it a couple times this week with people who looked at me like, I don't know what that means. Like I don't, sure. I um, very, maybe one time someone has said no to that. One time in about 20 years of asking people if I could pray for them. So the prompting is, are you going to move forward in your act of worship when God and the Holy Spirit move in your heart or not. And so practice it here and take it into the week. Last question, with three parts, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, So you've coined the phrase aggressive worship. When you first brought that up, I was like, what? That sounds a little kind of militant almost. Um, But as I've had you explain it more and more, I I, I like it. It, I'd love for you to unpack that, but also do it in a way where you touch on what you want it to look
1: like individually and corporately yeah yeah so in one of the star wars movies uh and this isn't where this phrase came from for me but um anakin is talking to padme and and you know he's talking about aggressive negotiations and padme says what are aggressive negotiations and he says negotiations with a lightsaber. So I think that's, I think that's pretty, uh, I think that's pretty relevant um, when it comes to aggressive worship, because bottom line, worship is a fight, and it's a wrestling, and uh, not necessarily against God. Uh, I think of Jacob wrestling with the Lord, and, and I'm convinced that, you know, you know, like when dads are like, Oh, yeah, you got me, or whatever. But I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Jacob wrestled, I think, more with himself than with the Lord, wrestling against his pride and and wrestling against those forces that were consuming his attention. And when I think of aggressive worship, I think of it's, it's harder and harder every day to worship the Lord wholeheartedly because of all the distractions around us. So... Um, just fighting off those things, and really the best way to do that is to put the Lord in his throne in our lives and and allow that to be what fights our battles and not not just okay, if I can just focus hard enough on this and then then I can worship the Lord well, no, just just worship the Lord and and let him remove the distractions, but it 's a fight you know there 's a constant battle against the enemy but against ourselves against our flesh that uh... that were made for worship like Kevin touched on and Dan touched on we were created to worship and we are worshiping right now and who are we worshiping is the question and, and the easiest person to worship besides the Lord is ourselves and so when we put ourselves in that humble place and, and, and fight those battles it's, it's uh... Um, it puts our hearts in the right perspective but put, puts God in a place where he can speak freely and then I think of um, corporate worship and what we do here and this has always been and up until this point in our conversation like this is I've talked about this for years and it's it's been it's been great but this new thing that I feel like God has been showing me this aggressive worship this is new to me and I still don't know exactly what he wants from us but i do know that he wants us to figure it out together and to do this together and so when we come here corporately just like god wants to speak to us and um, and engage with us during worship even though he's the focus and he's the reason we sing but he wants to engage with us he wants to speak to us individually and corporately so when we come together we are giving him everything and um it's it's a it's a team player thing too uh i I don't know if you knew this, but i I'm also a teacher, and my other boss is Kevin's wife Trish, and she's a great boss, but we'll have staff meetings we'll come together every Thursday morning and have staff meetings and um because Sometimes that's just easier to communicate with everybody when they're all together in one place Let's let's communicate. Let's do these announcements. Let's do some training together. Let's uh, Figure out let's let's uh figure out what's going on. How can we help each other type of thing? So their staff meetings are great. You guys know this but every once in a while uh, Someone will be (laughs) Well, don't talking say name. I I was going to I was going to say it's always one person who's talking and then Trish will just kind of go
5: <laughs> she make that face yeah
1: she makes that with me too <laughs> just wait I'm gonna it's wait like for you. it's like the most awkward thing in the world uh, it's for all of us i'm like oh boy this is good. this is embarrassing you know and then this person bless her heart finally figures it out and and then and then we're just all embarrassed for her you know it's like that puppeteer downtown yeah embarrassing yeah it's it's tough so uh we 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 have this place of awkwardness but she is not going to uh Say what she needs to say and, and, until she has our attention, until she has our attention. So it's when we come together here, um, I think the Lord waits sometimes for us to be ready for him to uh, speak. And so when we come and some of us, you know, yeah, it's not like you can't talk out of turn or whatever, but are we really giving him the attention that he needs and, and that he deserves are we really stopping everything? Stopping all of our side conversations, offer phones, everything. And are we really giving him the attention he deserves? Because if we are, he's gonna speak and he's gonna let us know how he feels about us and, and he's gonna encourage us. He's gonna do amazing things. Not that he can't force his way in, but he's a gentleman. You know, he, he, he wants that attention Uh, to be able to do that, you know, and so when we're, when some of us are not giving him our full attention, then it's a, it's it's a hindrance, you know, so for me, this aggressive worship corporately is let's just all of us decide to be all in and see what the Lord does, and I believe he's going to speak, and most of the time he's going to speak through us and through whoever's has a microphone and uh but sometimes he doesn't sometimes he like has a has a word and and I know that we've been kind of practicing this for the last 20-30 years that we've been in existence here and um sometimes we don't know should we should I share this with the congregation should I or is this just for me type of thing and and I want to keep practicing that but I also want to provide a place too. we're gonna to do some worship nights together and uh, and I've talked to the worship team and, and, and a lot of us are just really excited to provide this place where we just come together and our agenda is just worship and we'll probably have a mic open to just have, have people come up and share. I feel like God is telling me this, but that's, that's a great place to practice those things. Um, what is the, what is the thing you say, Braden? the Holy Spirit, something? Holy Spirit heartbeat when you feel that pounding in your chest like, oh no, God wants me to share this or something. So, and again, it could, it could be for right now, it could be, you know, you need to approach someone after, after the service, it could mean like you just need to go to the, some, somebody in, in leadership and say, hey, I feel like this needs to be shared, what do you think? And, and then maybe that person will share it or whatever. But it, I think God wants to speak and, and he's been waiting to really speak clearly um, for us to, to approach him together as a team and uh, give our hearts completely to him and let him do what he wants to do. Thanks. Yeah.
5: He was wondering if, you, if we have enough to talk about. I'm cutting some questions out now. Yeah, I, next knew I'd, I knew I'd better. So, so I'm, I'm going to lead us back into prayer. Yeah, we're going to sing some songs together. So if the worship team wants to come up, um, I do like this. Ag- aggressive to me means action. It means that there's something that we are physically, mentally, emotionally doing to pursue God and worship. So as we do this together as a congregation, this is something we want to experience as we go through the book of Romans, as we do life together, as we move individually in the places that God has taken us. Let's pray. Lord God, I pray that you would open the eyes of our hearts. Help us to learn and experience your purpose for worship. I pray right now, Father, through the power of your Holy Spirit, you would reveal to our hearts and our minds what worship needs to look like in our lives. I want you to ask God that question. Lord God, give me a picture of worship in my life. Holy Spirit, what obstacles and hurdles and hindrances do I currently have that need to be addressed, to be, need to be moved? Is it physical, emotional? psychological, show me God where that looks in my life. How can I move closer to a life of worship? Holy Spirit, bring revelation into my life right now. Show me the importance, show me the, the ways in which worship can look for me personally for us corporately. Father, I thank you that you are a God that has made yourself known to us. I pray that we would give you all of the worth, glory and praise, not just on Sunday mornings, but in everything we do.
1: So we're just going to just sit here for a minute. Maybe a little awkward, but that's OK. Let's give them our full attention.
0: Will your justice and mercy revival in our city we wait for you Sing that again, we wait.
2: This is, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you So I'll sing a little louder So I'll sing a little louder Yes, I'll sing a little louder Sing a little louder, louder Yes, I'll sing a little louder
0: In the presence of my enemy, I'll sing a little louder oh, louder than the unbelief. We
2: sing a little louder
0: Let's give Him our all. In the presence of our.
2: Dawn.
1: While we're here, we commit to raise a hallelujah together. God, help us not to hold back, to give you all, everything. God, and as we leave this place, help us to not leave this place. this place where we're giving you everything. As we go into our weeks, our days, help us to continue to raise a hallelujah, to put you in the rightful place in our lives, God. The reason for everything. God, the reason for our words and actions. God, we want your spirit to flow out of us into this world as we raise a hallelujah in everything that we do. God, we want to commit everything, even the mundane activities. God, we want to commit to you as an act of worship. Would you help us to do that? Would you speak to those places in our lives that need that? We choose you, Jesus. We choose you, Father. As the king of our hearts, the king of our lives. And we worship you. We praise you. So can we stand and sing this together? Sing it together while you're here, but just commit your week to the Lord, raising a hallelujah in everything that you do.
2: Yes, we raise a hallelujah, we raise a hallelujah, we raise a
0: hallelujah,
2: we raise a hallelujah. hallelujah. Yes, we raise a hallelujah. Sing, we'll raise a hallelujah. We'll raise a hallelujah. We commit to you, Lord. We'll raise a hallelujah.
1: do that together this week. Have a great week. Be blessed.